Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome in, folks, here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network and the official podcast of RiseAndDraft.com, your go-to source for NFL Draft content. Ryan's already putting up his finger because he has things to say. Ryan, go ahead. No, no, I was pointing at the Rise and Draft logo. Oh, you're you're pointing in the wrong direction also. I think I ended up pointing at your face, but I was trying to... Yeah, you literally pointed at me, but you did the bit where you put your finger up, so we think that you had something to say, but... I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm going to start start tapping my nose when I have something to say, okay? Uh, Sure, and now we get... We got everyone pointing today. Alex is joining in. So today we're going to be, everyone's excited today because today we're doing a mock draft. It's a, a mid NFL slash college football season mock draft. That is going to be two parts. We are going to be doing picks one through 16 uh, on today's. And then we're going to do picks 17 through 32 on next week's episode, just because we've tried to do the full one before. And we would be here for two hours because we like to argue with each other too much. But, uh, that's going to be a fun discussion. We're going to be getting into that very, very shortly. Before we do, though, folks, I just want to tell you really quickly about Bet Online. We're back and better than ever uh, with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated uh, desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right now to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, let's get into this mock draft. We are going to be doing it profile pro football focuses mock draft simulator no i'm just kidding go to risendraft.com if you if you want to do your own mock draft because that's where we're going to be doing it uh with the mock draft simulator that is available uh for rise and draft scouting quickly i need to establish the rules here and how we're going to go through this the order or not so much rules just the order it is going to be as we always i'm going to go first alex will go second ryan you will go third and we'll get to talk about each pick if we have any thoughts. Try not to go 10 minutes on each pick, but uh, you know we'll, we'll get a, a couple blurbs and thoughts on each selection. So that means that I'm up first with the Detroit Lions, who are the last remaining winless team in the NFL. So they, they clearly are going to be moving on from Jared Goff. And I think the smart thing to do here, if I'm the Detroit Lions, is drafting Kenny Pickett. No, just kidding. We're not going to be doing that because we actually know what we're talking about. The things are really tricky here, though, for the Lions, because 
there's some, not some great options here at quarterback. It, it's it's tough to really pinpoint who's the go-to guy because there's a lot of disparity and and a, and a lot of uh, not a, a consensus right now. There's no Trevor Lawrence, so I'm gonna be a jackass and I'm gonna take Malik Willis as the first overall pick. I think that from what I've seen from him, great athlete. He's got a lot of really good traits, and I think that if you're in a position like that, it's either going to be Malik Willis or Carson Strong, and I'm just going out on a limb here and saying that Willis is going to be the pick for the Detroit Lions in this mock draft. I I will disagree about the options. I think if there's a quarterback at number one, it's going to be Willis or it's going to be Matt Corral. I am Really? I'm going to continue to – You don't think Carson? Really? I'm going to continue to be on the Carson Strong train. I think if that was the if everything was medically checked and okay to go, Carson Strong would be my pick. But there is a conversation that needs to be had about the knee and the um, the long term outlook of that knee injury that he has sustained um, twice now. I think to the same mm-hmm. knee, so that's going to be a conversation that will be had. So if I, I did more of a predicting than anything. I know that this is probably more like you know a, a combination of. Not only what you think is going to happen, but also like your you, what you would possibly do, what your um, reasoning for the conversation is. But I do think that right now it would be Corral versus Willis if the draft was today. Personally, um, as far as if it's Willis or, or uh, Willis or or um, or Corral, Corral, they both scare me a ton. I think I would take Corral over Willis just because I think I've seen more growth from Corral, and I think he's a more natural thrower to all levels of the field. The upside is still higher with Willis, but I think I probably would have gone Corral mm-hmm. if those were the two options. Just me, though. Yeah, I think I think Corral's probably the choice at the draft for tomorrow. Biggest thing for him this year versus last year, zero interceptions. That's still the case, correct? <laughs> he didn't did throw an interception. In? Did he throw one last did week? He? I don't think he did. You know, but that, that's – I don't remember. I, Probably but he's cut down on check. the turnovers. He's he's cut down on the turnovers regardless, uh, which yes. is the big question mark. Those two games coming in, you know, with the 2020 season, uh, 11 interceptions in two games. So, uh, does that put me on the clock, Joe? Yes, that does put you on the clock. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Alex Gilstrap is picking second overall. Corral has one interception. Sorry, uh, oh, okay, that's still better than last year. It felt like no, we, were, we were hyping it's, him up, and then he was throwing five interceptions a game. Dang it, I'm an <laughs> idiot. He's played a lot better. Yeah, you are an idiot. Um, anyway. <laughs> so Jacksonville's tricky. Um, obviously, uh, quarterback's not going to be in the question here, as it from from a from a talent perspective in this year's class, as well as the fact that they just have Trevor Lawrence. So now it's which of these blue chip caliber. Uh, prospects that they go after. Obviously, they have a need to edge uh, pass rush. Josh Allen's been okay for them. Caleb on Chase on has not been uh, what they what they hoped out of a first round selection. Obviously, deployment is is a big key part in that to this point. Um, so you could go Kayvon Thibodeau here, who I think is far and away the first selected uh, edge rusher in this year's clutch. Could go offensive tackle. That seems to be a popular pick. And Evan Neal, Alabama, seems to be the favorite there. Or you just go arguably the best player overall, Kyle Hamilton at safety. Those are three mm. of their big key positions of need, as well as Derek Stingley at corner. C.J. Henderson didn't work out. He's out the door. What is the long-term health of their uh, cornerback room look like? Defensive backs that were kind of deteriorated for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I think you got to go the premier position here. you got to take the guy that's just been so impressive, especially as of late, and that's Kayvon Thibodeau. So I'm going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. Ooh. Opposite. 
of Josh Allen. I think Caleb on Chase on might take a take a sit back on the uh, as as a you know a um, rotational pass rusher at this mm-hmm. point. Interesting. It, yeah, I thought I thought it was between. I, I would have assumed that it would have been Kayvon versus Kyle Hamilton. So, I I respect I respect the conversation there. I respect it. Um, Jacksonville is a team, fortunately for draft uh, mock draft implications, they have a lot of holes. So you could have uh, gone a lot of different ways, to say the least. So, am I on the clock? Sorry. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, I, I was waiting for Joe's. Yes, band. you're on the clock. Um, my my internet was. My, my my internet's been geeking. Sorry, guys. Go ahead, Ryan. You're up. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, this made it really easy. Um, if I would have had Kyle Hamilton or Kayvon Thibodeau on here, I probably would have went Thibodeau just because they have Brandon Graham coming back from an Achilles at the age of 34. Derek Barnett's outside out of the door, it looks like, after the season. So there's going to be a massive needed edge. Fortunately, um, unfortunately, I should say, Kayvon Thibodeau is gone. So I'm going to give them the best player on the board. Although I'm not a Eagles supporter, I will give them Kyle Hamilton, my player one in the 2022 NFL draft as it currently stands. He is a player and Philly has a need in the secondary, both at corner and at safety. Rodney McLeod is aging and not very good. Anthony Harris has not been great since coming over from Minnesota. Put a guy like this on the back end that makes everything in front of him better, helps out for Although Darius Slay is a solid football player, not great, and Steven Nelson is on the back end, he makes everybody around him better. Kyle Hamilton, best player in the draft mm. with the third overall pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, apologies for that obnoxious internet disconnect. But no, I think that makes a lot of sense to just go Kyle Hamilton here. I think a lot of people are going to be screaming for a quarterback if, if Jalen Hurts doesn't really do anything to excel it also seems like they're just going to stick with with Nick Sirianni, apparently, regardless of how how poorly they do. But for for them to get Kyle Hamilton there, that's that's fantastic. That's a huge boost for their defense. Uh, and they look they just look terrible across the board. So that's one of those things where it's just what can you do to improve? Joe, who would you rather have? Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent. Would you rather Go have Joe it. Judge or Nick Sirianni? No. Nope. <laughs> no. 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 Uh next question. <laughs> no, I have nothing else. That's it. That's so the, that's I the biggest question. That puts me back up with the Houston Texans who clearly are not going to suit up Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback going forward. Uh, it's it's pretty apparent we're at a crossroads here where even if he's available at some point they're probably just going to trade him elsewhere. It seems like that that relationship is completely destroyed based on what has happened. So for them to be sitting at four, you can't delay the inevitable, and you you also can't move forward with Davis Mills, the man with the longest neck in the NFL. So Matt Corral still on the board. We're going to take Matt Corral. We're going to start over completely. Uh, they'll probably fire their current head coach in a couple of years, and then Matt Corral will hopefully be in a good situation uh, with a new head coach. But I think Corral, if, if we're saying that he's he might be the first overall pick, if he's not taken first overall by the Lions, he certainly will be taken by the Houston Texans. Yeah, I think those are the two big spots early that look at the quarterback position here. I mean, I said, obviously, we've been talking at nauseum, uh, you know, the down year quarterback. But if there's two places early in this year's class that's going to reach on the quarterback position, those are probably the two. So, Joe, you get to continue to talk quarterbacks. <laughs> and, Alex, I will give you $5 to give the Giants a quarterback right here. 
No, Man. do it. Be realistic. Be realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, be realistic. I'll, they're I'll going to hire. They're going to fire Dave Gettleman. They're going to re- they're going to they're going to promote uh, Kevin Abrams, which is going to be the dumbest move possible. And then they're <laughs> going to not draft a quarterback because they're going to let him play out his his rookie deal because they're stupid. Yuck. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. So this is a tough one. Um, Giants need some guys on the outside uh, as far as the edge rushing uh, position. And it really, this is the conversation that's been had. Is it Aiden Hutchinson? Is it George Karloftis? This is, Mm. this has been, this is who is edge two in this year's class. Uh, Both of them have played, you know, had some superb games. George Karloftis, obviously this week against Iowa in the upset win uh, looks fantastic in that win. Aiden Hutchinson, the game a few weeks back against Washington uh, where he ate Jackson Kirkland's lunch money. Who do you prefer? You don't uh, eat lunch money. You take lunch. Take money. lunch money. Excuse you me. You eat lunch. Well, yeah. If you're, ah. you're an absolute menace, you eat the the lunch money. You don't even take the money to spend. I'm gonna it. take the lunch it. money oh, and I'm gonna lunch. eat it. All right. That should be a new thing. Put that on a freaking don't take t-shirt. That. Let's <laughs> cut it. Let's run it back. Um, oh my but, god. <laughs> Um, you know it's who eats you a out. lot of lunch money. You know who eats a lot of lunch money, and I think uh, I like the trans uh, transition to the next level a little bit more because I, I like uh, the consistency a little bit more. Is George Karloftis? That's who's going mm. to New York uh, to rush on the outside for the future. Fantastic. I wouldn't hate that. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you go and, and run away with this, Ryan, because I know you like Karloftis. But I actually wouldn't. I would be con- super content and happy if this happens. If if Hamilton. And Kayvon Thibodeau are both gone. A hundred percent sign me up for the next available guy. And Carl Loftus has been a total menace this this season. And what he did against Iowa, which is supposed to be at least a, a, a above average offensive line, there's supposed to be some good guys on that in that group. He, he kicked the crap out of him this weekend. So a hundred percent, give me George Carl Loftus if I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, he. Um... Man, it's I think I think it's a great conversation because I like how you highlighted it, Alex. A lot of people are going to talk Aiden Hutchinson versus George Kloff this week. Talked about it. What was it yeah. last week? week yeah, before? literally last week. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Karloff, uh, uh Sorry, Hutchinson is a very solid football player. I think he's a first round caliber player. I think that he's going to play for a long time. I don't see a ton of upside. I think that he's a guy that like flexibility to play all over the line a little bit and rush from different. Um, Different alignments is really awesome. I think he's going to be a six to eight sack a year guy, and he's going to be, do good run defense. He's going to give you versatility. Like that's all good stuff. George Karloftis, man, I feel like people are just kind of forgetting how special he potentially could be because he is six four two eighty with insane closing speed, mm-hmm. and I think that he can play a little up and down the line of scrimmage as well. But I think that the upside as an outside track guy with the power that he has as well, I think is is noteworthy. I think that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, although Kayvon is the edge one in this class, I think some people in the NFL are going to prefer Karloftis. I really do because I think that they're going to like that power profile. He's an NFL-ready body. There's a lot to like with Karloftis. And honestly, if he was on the table here for the Jets, I probably would have given him to the Jets because they need some edge help as well. I know they got – um, uh, what was uh, what was the guy that was at Cincinnati? He was out of Auburn. Name's Franklin Myers? No. Which I'm oh, 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 oh. Crap. Carl Lawson. He's a good player, but he always gets hurt every, like, Carl every day of his life. Carl Lawson. Thank you. Yeah, Carl Lawson. So Carl Lawson gets hurt before the season. Who would have thought that would happen? No, I mean, good player, but like you can't depend on him. 
Um, and the Jets need some defensive line help. You mentioned John Franklin Myers. He's kind of like that Aiden Hutchinson brand. Like he can play up and down the line of scrimmage. He's not a true edge guy, um, at least not in obvious past situations. So I would have went edge. I'm not going to go edge here because, I mean, I guess I could take the Marvin Leal and and call him a big body edge. You could play up and down, same, which is all good, good and well. But I think right here, conversations between two, do I get Evan Neal to play right tackle opposite of Mekhi Becton when he comes Man, back, which would be freaks. a whole <laughs> lot of size. That'd be a whole <laughs> lot of fun. Or do I give him one of the corners? And I know Bryce Hall is playing well at the one spot, but like the other corner spot is not great. And even Bryce Hall, although I do like Bryce Hall, he should be a number two corner. He should not be the number one. But yes, Alex. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to kind of I know you're going into that conversation a little bit. Does the board being the way it is, the Jets having a second top ten pick, does that go into your decision making process here? Uh, it didn't because I mean I forgot that they had a second top ten pick, so that might that might not change me a little bit. Yes, it will, Alex. Actually, because I'm gonna take wait. <laughs> uh oh, he's tilted. Come on, we're on pick six. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna go Andrew Booth, quarterback from out of Clemson. Uh, there we go. Um, like not, lot, not a lot to say, man. Like, there's go- there's another conversation that's going to be had between Derek Stingley and Booth. I don't think you can go wrong either way, but I think that the up and down nature of Stingley over the last couple of years, although it has been somewhat re- injury related is a little worrisome to me. And I think Andrew Booth, from a run-stopping run perspective, from a coverage perspective, from an athleticist perspective, he's got everything to be an all-time – maybe I want to say all-timer. To be a Pro Bowl caliber player pretty often. And I actually did give him a good comp. And can we do the comp meter real quick, Joe? Can we do that? We have time? Um, Go for it. A little bit of an older comp, but I'm sure you guys are old enough to remember Champ Bailey, who oh, was absolutely. a phenomenal football player with the Redskins, uh, the then Redskins – the Denver Broncos, run-stopping, physicality, and a stupid athlete. This is what I see with a guy like Andrew Booth. I like it. Uh, how would you grade that, Alex, out of 10? Uh, I'd say that's for, a 9. That one's fun. Wow. I like it. You went Damn. back. Yeah. That's a Damn. good one. Ryan's dishing him today. Um, no, I think that also makes a lot of sense. And if, and if we're just talking what corner goes first, if we're being realistic, I, I think the injury concerns with, with Stingley might push Booth ahead of him probably just ever so slightly like like we saw that we've we've seen that every year there's always going to be a guy that competing with somebody else for the top spot but the injury stuff is always going to drag someone someone like uh, Derek Stingley down um so that puts me then up with the New England Patriots at number 7 and the the, the Patriots I feel like could go in a, in a number of different directions i almost have this weird sense that Belichick's going to retire after this year if that actually happens or not we'll have to see they obviously don't need a quarterback because they, I guess, have the man of the future with Mac Jones, or they at least invested in him to be so. Um, their offensive line, I feel like, doesn't really have like a de facto, like uber talented player on it, but they've been getting the job done. And, and I think I'm going to be making this decision mostly just based on the fact of who's still available and the fact that Evan Neal is still on the board. I feel like that. It's such a, a Bill Belichick pick if he's still there to just draft the best available Alabama player who's just a good athlete. So give me Evan Neal to go uh, as the the seventh overall pick to the New England Patriots. I mean, you, you can't say anything against it with seven overall. Um, he, they've had a lot of success with Trent Brown, who I know they brought back, and he 
fits that mold quite literally yeah. from a physical perspective. So Absolutely. don't hate it. I a guy that I think might be a little wild card there is a guy that I think fits the New England mold. What they like, kind of a multiple fronts perspective, is the Marvin Leal. I think that he. I was thinking that player. too. Yeah. yeah, I think he would have been fun, but like, hey, Evan Neal at seven. What are you going to say? It's a good pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. the value's there. And if this happens, I'm on the clock with the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> they <laughs> are, they are sprinting to the podium because. If if you would have told me coming into the year that the Eagles would have back to back picks here and getting uh, Derek Stingley with one of them at eight, um, with the cornerback room being the way it is, they have Kyle Hamilton who who you Ryan picked at the top. Now yeah. getting uh, Derek Stingley Jr., you're starting to feel a little bit better about this defensive back core mm-hmm. going going forward. So uh, Derek Stingley here went CB two. There is injury concerns. The level of play is not that of 2019 where everyone came onto the scene. We've talked about that. Uh, in in episodes past, but Derek Singley still has rare movement skills, rare ball skills, and the ability to turn the ball over in this Philadelphia Eagles defense is going to be very important, especially having Kyle Hamilton in this situation on the back end. We could get some takeaways. That's that's nuts. That's totally nuts. Yeah, that secondary just went from a problem to very good very easily, uh, very quickly. The good thing about the Eagles is offensive perspective. Like I think they need a new quarterback, but like, I feel like they're not going to be in the market maybe this year. I think they're probably going to go into next year with Jalen hurts. Cause it's a, it's a undefined quarterback class so far. So they do actually have offensive tackle depth. They have Lane Johnson. Still, they have Jordan. Mylata. Andre Dillard actually played pretty well in Lane Johnson's absence and Mylata's absence. So offense tackle looks okay. Interior offensive line might be a conversation with Kenyon mm. Green here, possibly. But I or what about Lindenbaum? I mean, I feel like Kelsey's like, oh no, wait, wait they they drafted Dickerson. That's right. Well, Dickerson Dickerson also could play guard though, so right. like it could be a conversation. I'm just not Linderbaum top ten guy right now. I'm just not. I'm gonna say they take the best defensive pl- uh, best player on the board again. I'm going to give him to Marvin Leal. I'm going to give him to Marvin Leal because I already mentioned they they are – Brandon Graham's coming back from an Achilles. They also have um, Derek Barnett who is leaving in free agency. And Fletcher Cox is like – Aging, yeah. Dude, he's almost done. So you get this kid. Maybe he plays edge early. But I think what he fits best is eventually – Moving inside to play next to Javon Hargrave, I think that is a lot of fun because Javon Hargrave has played like the best defensive tackle in football this year. So getting him in this multiple front to be able to play a little inside-outside, now we're talking Stanley Leal and Kyle Hamilton, like that is your defensive core for the next decade. Mm. That's a lot of fun. Man. That's actually that's a, an insane haul right there for for defensively for them to to plug aging and depleting spots. If they could get a linebacker but you know, sometime on day two, they, they would have a, a serious boost from all yeah, those picks for sure. All right. I believe that puts me back up on the clock with the New York jets with their second top 10 pick. And it, you know, in the, in the circumstance of the jets here, they just drafted Zach Wilson. They also drafted Elijah Vera Tucker to protect him. But uh, it's very clear that they're not try- done trying to rebuild that that offensive line. I, I think it would be reckless to move forward without trying to draft somebody early to make it into a really, really good group to make that offense move. And if you're trying to help a young quarterback 
I feel like you could either go receiver or offensive line, kind of that whole debate with the Cincinnati Bengals. There's not a Jamar Chase right here on the board. I think it makes a ton of sense for them to go Kenyon Green and to bolster the interior. Uh, for them to plug Kenyon Green in there to play on the opposite side of Elijah Vera Tucker, that offensive line looks really freaking good with those with, with him, with Makai Becton, uh, and then Kenyon Green now. That could be a really, really good group if that ends up happening. And he should definitely play inside, I think. But like long, yeah. short term, like maybe he's your best right tackle, even like yeah. on yeah. the other side of Becton. I think it's possible. I think that he's a guy that has position flexibility, but like him and Elijah Vera Tucker as your guards for the next six to 10 years, whatever it ends up being, that's, that's pretty damn good, man. It's pretty damn good. I'm just running dive every single play. <laughs> right. So that puts me up with the Washington football team at 11. Yes, yes sir. All right. Now Do this it, is a team. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It's, this is, this is Do kind it. of a no brainer at this point. Do it. 11 overall, the defense is set for the future. You have one of the best young defenses in football, if not one of the best defenses in quote, uh, in the NFL, got some good, uh, you know, playmakers. Terry McLaurin, obviously, offensive lines looking a lot better, especially with the addition of Sammy Cosme uh, in this past year's class. They just need a quarterback. They're ready to compete. They just need a quarterback. So Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Pittsburgh. Jones. No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, no, uh, yeah, that's gonna be Carson Strong out of Nevada. This is where mm. I feel comfortable. Brian Fitzpatrick was the one that was supposed to come in and be their quarterback this year. Um, I kind of see some similarities, the ability to make all the throws with a big arm. Um, and and look, he can't move as well as far as like an athleticism standpoint, like Matt Corral, who ran for 200 yards this past weekend, or or Malik Willis, who runs for 200 yards every weekend. But he can maneuver <laughs> the pocket well, and he can, he can make every throw on the football field with consistency. So I'm really, really excited about Carson Strong to Washington. I think this is a match. And and it's really fun too because you got McLaurin you talked about briefly. You have Deami Brown who's another speedster. Right. You also have um, they have Curtis Samuel now too, yeah. right? Yep, Curtis Samuel. Yes. yes, speed in the they slot. Do. They got Logan Thomas, former quarterback, who's got a lot of speed. There's speed everywhere on this team. Ability to stretch the fields, none better than Carson Strong in this class. Yeah, so. that that would turn a team that is very middling because their offense can't do anything right now because they're lacking a quarterback but they have the pieces man you plug Carson Strong into that bad boy and his his health is 100% they could hit the ground running in year 1 with a you know with a, a situation like that uh Ryan you are now up with the Atlanta Falcons are are you going to do it are you going to replace Matt Ryan no i'm not going to replace Matt Ryan cuz i just don't <laughs> like how the board falls here if if I, Carson Strong was on the board yes i would replace Matt Ryan at least give him the air apparent um, can you go to offensive tackle board for me for a second? Yes, sir. All right. Um, easy money. I, he's down the list because people still are disrespecting my guy. But give me Sean Ryan, UCLA. Yeah. Offensive Ooh. tackle. I so, I'll take Trevor Penning. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, I like you, Trevor, but nah. Um, so the situation in Atlanta is uh, Caleb McGarry stinks at right tackle. He's Absolutely. awful. The Check. guards aren't very good either. And Correct. Sam Baker is still a quality left tackle, but he is also old. So I mean, Jake Matthews. Jake, what did I say? Sam, you said Sam Baker. Sam, Sam Baker. What was I? He doing? used to play for the Falcons. Like, oh, okay, a few years ago as a guard, okay. I think. Sorry. Okay. Um, 
Oh, what was I? What was I thinking there? I don't know. You just went blank. Elsewhere. That's okay. okay. I'm sorry, Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews, who is still a quality offensive tackle, yep. um, but he is aging. So there is a lot of need on this offensive line. Sean Ryan, I think, could play both tackle spots, and I mean, the dude has some silly power, so he could play guard in a pinch. Absolutely, find the best spot for him. Let him go. Let him play right tackle until Jake Matthews is out the door. Then he becomes your your long term left tackle. I think Sean Ryan picks, makes a ton of sense for this mm. offense. I like it. Yeah, the, that's a team where if you don't if you don't end up in a spot to take a quarterback, you kind of have to hit that uh, hit 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 a, something that's going to improve, which is which is glaringly your your biggest weakness, which is their their offensive line right now. So the my, I, real quick, ahead. real quick, yeah. Joe, can we stop disrespecting Sean Ryan? You saw him; he was like fifty third on this big board. It's yeah. so disrespectful, man. It's hey, so I wonder what website we're doing this simulator on. Hey, huh. man, it's not my <laughs> ranking yet, baby. Just let that be known. Okay, well, you have the ability Dang. to communicate <laughs> for Shut him up. to oh, be Joe. moved. <laughs> uh, for me, next, I have the Miami Dolphins picking at at thirteen, and this is actually a complicated spot because. Uh, their offensive line has been underwhelming. They've had awful. don't say underwhelming. It's been awful. It's been awful. And it was supposed to be revamped. Tua has not even been on the field. They have weapons at receiver. They can have an effective run game if the offensive line improves. They do have holes defensively. This for me is tricky. Do you know, do you go after a, a Tyler Lindenbaum here? Do you go after a Darian Kennard, which would probably be way too early for him? But I have an interesting thought here. Xavier Howard clearly does not want to be in Miami. This team is not going to be a playoff team. Xavier Howard is going to be traded by the trade deadline. I'm calling it now. I feel like if anyone's going to get moved, teams are definitely going to be lining up to go and get a guy that was complaining before the start of the season because of his contract situation. So might as well go pluck him, bring him on to your squad. That then puts Miami in a position of who do we have playing corner? Well, I see Kyer Elam sitting there available out of Florida. And why not draft him to replace Saving Howard out on the outside? I hate that pick. I knew you were going to say that. I hate that pick. <laughs> Two years after drafting Noah Ibignogany and breaking the bank. Noah Ibignogany in the first round. I know he hasn't played well, but still, first round pick. Also breaking the back for, for Byron Jones on top of Xavier Howard. With that mm-hmm. offensive line that has Jesse Davis playing right tackle right now and Liam Eichenberg being awful and Austin Jackson being awful, you had the offensive line, Joe. You had to. I did that strictly to cause problems. Let's be I clear. can't wait for my dad to listen <laughs> to this, dude. My dad's a Dolphins fan. He's going to hate that so much. I can't wait. That's exciting. No thoughts, <laughs> Alex? Nah, That's exciting. Yeah, Come on, give us a rebuttal. Say something. Tell us it's stupid. No, no it's, it's, stupid. it's it's fun. I mean, Kyrie Elam's a good football player, but uh, I, I just it, we're in a spot, and this is something that we've we've talked about before. Like you get to this point in the first round, and you see the tear fall off as far as what you're excited about, and once you get past that that first you know group, the Demarvin Leals and the Kenyon Greens, as far as uh, into your offensive line goes, George Karloftis and. Andrew, you know, all these guys, like there, there's a drop-off, a significant drop-off in, in talent. So Kyrie is just relative to the picks we've been making to this point, it, it just feels like a little bit of a drop-off. But I mean, this is where this is where he's pegged to go. So uh get him, Alex. Get him. Anyone who has watched any of our any of our mock drafts knows that I make picks to cause chaos. Let it be known, by the way. Let it be known. I recall a couple years ago in the advent year 
of this podcast. At the end of the first round, I made a selection of a certain Trevon Diggs, and I was told that he is not a good uh, corner. You're right. He's I'll still not a L. good corner. Still not a good corner. What? He's got still seven a- picks and two okay. touchdowns. What do you okay. He so he gets burnt. He gets burnt, and then he gets an interception again. Good for him. I don't want to hear it. I don't know how to please you, Ryan. I don't know how to please you by giving the Miami Dolphins an offensive lineman. No chaos. I demand chaos. Alex, you're up with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm. I'm really picking between two guys here. Um, one has more notoriety as being, you know, picked in the top of the first round, and that's Aiden Hutchinson, who mm-hmm. at this point is it would be a value in my eyes. Uh, the only other thought I'm giving is Darian Kennard out of Kentucky is someone I'm, I've become a fan of. And uh, Denver's offensive line, he, he's a versatile piece. I mean, obviously playing right tackle for for the Wildcats at Kentucky, uh, kind of leading that run game to being as efficient and effective as it's been uh, to a 6-1 and one start. Sorry, Georgia, I had to take him down. Rip. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my guns here, and I'm going to go uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I just think the value really? there. Yeah. Um, Do you bump him inside, though? I feel like that's uh, – Yeah, I think they a run a tricky. lot of 3-4 with Vaughn Miller. And, um, of course, Shelby Harris is one of their, their good down linemen uh, kind of playing that five-tech role. I think you could play him opposite. Dr- I think Draymond Jones is getting a lot of significant mm-hmm. snaps for him, which he's outperformed expectations a little bit. But I think this is an immediate upgrade day one from Draymond Jones playing opposite of Shelby Harris and then inside of uh, uh, Vaughn Miller, who's still one of the best, uh, the premier pass rushers in the NFL. Uh, So I I think this is a great value. Denver didn't quite get the quarter. You could argue Sam Howell here uh, if you really want to go quarterback. But I think, I think for me, um, Sam Howell is just one of those quarterbacks. You're, you're never going to be excited about their 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 transition and i feel like that's what you have with teddy bridgewater uh right. you know you have someone that's not going to elevate right. the level of play but he's gonna he's gonna make the plays necessary to to keep you in ball game so i feel like you already have that with teddy bridgewater push the quarterback need back another year where hopefully we have a more exciting quarterback class to kind of invest in denver's a weird team they have a, yeah. they have a decent roster um to be honest so um Hutchinson, I think, fits the scheme, 3-4. I, yeah. I actually like him better playing that 5-tech inside, maybe a little 4-I, 4, take advantage of his quickness against guards. I think that's where his strengths really li- align. Uh, I would love to get him a quarterback there because Bridgewater's not the guy, but like I also agree that I, I just don't like how the board fell. So, yeah. yeah. Carolina Panthers is another weird one, though. I'm like actually like looking up their depth chart as I as I talk because <laughs> I'm just like, dude, they're a weird Where team. To- dude, they're so they're like right there. I think. Yeah, I think they're right, and it, it just sucks. They play I feel the like Bucks. you could go in interior offensive line because the their offensive line's not like that great, and they, no, you know I, they they got rid of Trey Turner and I and love like Darius Kinnard. Yeah. yeah. I think you can go a lot of different places on the offensive line. I think their left tackle is a problem. I think their guard center sent they Matt Paradise, who's like an okay center. Mm-hmm. Can you go to the tackle board for me real quick, Joe? I just want to see like what that looks like. Yep. Yes, Dad. Thank you, sir. And Kennard. I feel like Kennard's got to be the pick, dude. Kennard's not a tackle though. He's a guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Can you go to interior offensive line? You could go – well, never mind. Man, I do not like how that board fell for offensive line. Uh, they have really good corners. Safeties are fine. Linebackers are not great, but like this – oh, my God, this sucks. Just go your boy, Manjay Sanders. 
Add Dude, another I'm, lightweight. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Dude. Take the number one overall player in the class, Kenny Pickett. Go to quarterback real quick. Go to quarterback. I just want to see something. Sam Kenny Pickett's still available. <laughs> oh, dude, I give up. No. Um, go to Edge. <laughs> Maje Sanders. Drake Jackson? Adam Anderson. <sighs> Not Drake Jackson. Give me Maje Sanders. Ooh, wow. You are on the Maje Sanders over Adam Anderson. Train. So. It's close. It's close for me. Yeah, I'm, they, not they, like, I'm not like way very similar. Anderson, yeah, do they are like him? Those two, and then um, Benito, I guess, is a little similar. But like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of guys like yeah. that. Um, the Will McDonald kid from Iowa State. They're like the lightly built like stand up rushers. Yeah, he, he's like a B B version of the two guys. So like they play positionless football. So I could see them even put like Maje as a spy at times, off ball at times. Like he can do a little bit of everything. So I'm cool with that pick. I'm cool with it. No wide receivers in the top half of the first round so far. That's crazy. It's well, I, I feel like if there's a year for that to happen, it's yeah, probably absolutely. Give me this class. All right, so, so that you get a second chance to give uh, New York a quarterback. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you talking about? I I unintentionally was able to be the biggest dickhead in this in this uh, in this in this mock draft. I mean, always works. Yeah, it always ends up working out for me to pick a good player for the Giants. So the Giants here at 16 are, are, is my last remaining pick and the last pick of the first part of this mock draft that we're doing. And th- this has to be blatantly obvious. Tyler Lindenbaum's available. Their offensive line is disgustingly bad. I'm taking Tyler Lindenbaum. Uh, Nick Gates might never return to football, apparently, because of his uh, his broken bone that he suffered against the Washington football team. And even if he does... You can figure out who you want to play at guard. And, and Nick Gates is capable of playing guard. They decided to put Gates at, at guard and then Billy Price at center against Washington. Billy Price is not good. Ben Bredesen is not good. All those guys they went and made trades for are all garbage. So any interior offensive lineman available needs to be drafted by the New York Giants in the first round. Any chance to get one, they have to do it. There are two picks. If they finish this draft without drafting a single interior offensive lineman, I'm done as a fan. I am not watching their their team uh, uh, next year at all. I refuse to. I respect it, man. I respect yeah. it. I, I, I thought I was going to lead into a wide receiver pick. That's why I kind of brought it up. <laughs> yeah, there. they need more freaking receivers. Oh, running back. Should take it running yeah. back. More injured receivers. Uh, who's the most injury-prone receiver I could draft? Uh, George Pickens. Okay. That, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Oh, man. All right. I think that that is uh, a good note to wrap up wrap us up on folks thanks for tuning into this first part of our mock draft uh thanks for bearing through any technical glitches that we had in the middle but folks be sure to hit subscribe on youtube or wherever you're listening in the podcast format stay tuned for more content coming your way later in the week enjoy the rest of your day folks talk For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.